Uh, that's pretty obvious, isn't it? Good morning. If it were not for the headlines, we could just simply say, stop for a second. Be grateful for what you've got. And examine your conscience about what you think your desires are. Are they really part of your deepest desires that the reign of God might take over the face of the earth? And because the headlines are here and because we go from a garlic festival in Gilroy and El Paso, I can't keep up Dayton. Um, it's out of control. But behind it, the guns and the violence is a spewing kind of hatred and divisiveness. And I had a wedding yesterday, and I was looking at this couple, great couple. Um, both of them Catholic school teachers met teaching Catholic school. They can't afford to keep teaching Catholic school if they're going to raise a family, so they're now going to teach public school. That's something we need to think about. Young, bright, brainy. I looked at this young lady yesterday and I said, Grace, full of grace. And the young man, I know his family really well. Um, two down, two brothers to go to marriage time. And I said to myself, there's grace here. Yesterday was the 55th anniversary of the death of Mary Flannery O'Connor. Anybody know Flannery O'Connor? Let me just see what I'm dealing with. Anybody in here know Flannery? I got Flannery in the front row. I got Flannery in the middle row and the back row. Flannery? Flannery O'Connor? Flannery O'Connor, yeah, okay, a few Flannerys. Flannery died at 39 of lupus. She grew up in the South. She was a Catholic in the South. She was pretty aware of, there were too many Catholics in a Protestant South. She was fascinated by Catholicism, but she didn't really set too many of her things in a Catholic setting. She lived in a racist society, and she was aware that racism infected her. Very aware that racism infected her. I bring her up because she tried to get people to come to grips with that fight between hatred and grace. And her stories did it in ways that kind of kept them at a distance and you could look at the characters. I have used her stories from this pulpit over the last 27 years a couple of times, especially Revelation. But you didn't really get a feel for what her spirituality was until you read her letters. And they came out after her death. She was in constant touch with all kinds of folks around the globe, Catholic and non-Catholic, went to the Iowa um, Writers Workshop. She wrote some really poignant kind of pieces on her relationship with God, her doubts. 
But her big point, she had, she had a couple big points, and I, I just want to leave these with you on this pretty tragic Sunday. Because I think we need some power. We need to find the power in ourselves to face our own hatreds and our own racism. I recognize it in myself. Um, my mother didn't have a tad of it, but my father made up for whatever my mother didn't have. Good morning. And it's not taught, but it is taught. It's caught growing up in a segregated society. And I've grappled with that for 78 years and continue to. Underneath that all is a resentment and a sense of hatred that's all part of the ignorance and fear that goes with racism. It's there. What Flannery said was, we've got something that we can rely on, that we can call on to deal with this. And it sits there waiting for us to use it. And the lady behind me and to my right and your left, Gabriella, what the angel Gabriel say to Mary? Hail, Mary, full of grace. Thank you. Flannery talked about grace. And she said, we forget about grace. We forget that we are full of grace. We forget that Jesus came and gave us grace, that he would enable us to deal with the hate and the evil that's in our hearts, and that we could look at Mary and touch Mary and be in touch with Jesus' grace that Jesus gives us to be bearers of God's love. She had some interesting views on the church. Um, she said, the only thing that makes the church endurable, the only thing that makes the church endurable is it is the body of Christ, and you can go there to get the body of Christ. Can I get an amen? And she said, regardless of how lousy it looks wherever you are, I'm convinced that the only group that can change this world of ours is the church. I'm staying Catholic, and we're going to make the church, and we're going to make the world a better place because, because we got the body of Christ. Think about the body of Christ for a minute, broken and beaten as a result of hate. Hail Mary, full of grace. The Lord is with thee. Blessed are you among women. Blessed are you among men. Blessed is the fruit of your womb. This parish lives on fruits of a variety of folks' wombs. The kids, rookie crowd, you ready to get into this Eucharist? Are you ready to get into this, to do this, and to do it well with smiles? Smiles, that's it. Yeah, it's fun. Prayer can be fun, but the work is hard. It's hard to share on the playground. It's hard to share in school. It's hard to share as we grow older and worry about investments. 
stop and jump in the middle of this. But in the midst of all this, what we're called to is a courage, a courage to do. I think the courage to do as we look at this country of ours and we got the Pope praying, what's going on? We've got the head of the Australian bishop saying, dear God, we thought America was a place to imitate. We're praying for America. The whole world is praying for us. Good morning. What are we doing with the grace and the courage and the communion that we are here sharing? Challenges to do. A little bit. Just a little. Maybe it is to face the underlying hatred in our own hearts and begin there. And work with that a bit. body of Christ is here to fill us with grace. The body of Christ is sitting next to you and in front of you and around you and behind you. Let's work with this gospel.